This is Fearless Beauties, a podcast dedicated to voices of color in the beauty industry. We are talking to estheticians, skincare professionals, and beauty industry owners on tactical career tips, professional skill development, and ultimately how we can create a better beauty industry together. As we enter our fourth season, we dedicate our episodes to the skincare professionals who are focused on mindset mastery and building community for all. Welcome back to the Fearless Beauties podcast. On season four, we are joining forces with Nichelle Mosley, the Barrier Queen, where we'll be uncovering a mindset mastery challenge, helping people shift their thinking, gain confidence, and foster personal growth. I am your host, Alina Velez. I'm your co-host, Nichelle Mosley. Welcome back. Welcome back, everybody, to episode six of the Fearless Beauties podcast. Um, On today's episode, we are encouraging listeners to actively challenge beauty standards, stereotypes, and prejudice that may hinder personal growth and inclusivity. And we are hosting Drew Biddle out of Charlotte, North Carolina. Um, Welcome to the show, Drew. Hello, hello. We're so happy to have you. We are so excited to have you here, Drew. Like this has been something that I feel like has been a little bit in the making. So I'm so excited to have you on today's show. I want to hear, you know, just a little bit about your personal experience. So can you kind of give us a little bit, you know, of your backstory? Tell us some of the things that you've experienced, you know, as a male esthetician, we just kind of want to get your perspective on some stereotypes, some prejudices, you know, just some things that have might have impacted your personal growth and your your personal journey. Sure. Well, as a male esthetician, um, sometimes it's kind of funny because I've come in contact with so many people who honestly just think I just don't even know what I'm talking about sometimes. And so I'll get questions about like, I guess, like, do I do massages more than I do facials? And I'm just like, well, I do facials primarily. Like, that's what I do. <laughs> <laughs> um, so just some confusion about, like, I guess, why I'm in the industry and, like, what I actually do and stuff. That makes sense. Yeah. So, like, that's that was also my experience. You know, when I was going through aesthetic school, I would say that there's probably maybe uh, two male estheticians that were in my my group and I just kind of took them under my wing a little bit but mostly I saw a lot of the males kind of geared towards like nail tech um you know if they were going to get into like this industry in particular or like you said massage because I think you know just people automatically assume that um you're not someone who's going to go the route of you know doing treatments or you know facials and that kind of stuff but that's just a, a I think a really strange misconception and um and obviously like a stereotype that shouldn't be blanketed <laughs> right yeah <laughs> yeah so um I don't know so like how is how has that impacted your personal growth would you say like that's been something that's hindered you or is it just been something that you've kind of you know saw but not let it really like you know stop you um well I'll be honest when I first really got into aesthetics 
um, it was a bit intimidating, uh, just being like the only man in the classroom. Um, and then I felt like, well, like really when I got into aesthetics, I was like, oh my gosh, like, I don't know anything about makeup. We were decorating with like nail polish and my eyes were crying and stuff like that. <laughs> um, and so I was like, okay, well, you know what? I'm just going to work really hard and make sure I know what I'm talking about when I'm doing skin and stuff like that. And so when I get people who come in for facials and stuff, um, they'll be like, oh, my gosh, well, how did you get in this industry? Like, what are you doing here? And I'm like, well, I'm here to help your skin. And so I just, just do a lot of studying and I just make sure that I just have a thorough knowledge about what I'm doing um, Yeah. before I even touch someone's skin and everything. So by the time they are done with their facial, They're like, oh, my gosh, my skin looks amazing. I'm like, yes, this is what we did. This is what happened. You know what I mean? You come from a family of healthcare providers, right? Yes, I do. Was anybody in your family estheticians or more more just healthcare driven? Um, so I come from a family of uh, nurses and stuff. Mm. So n no one specifically uh, to skincare. Um, that's kind of like my thing, which is really cool. And so I'll like go back and like talk to my mom who does um, nursing and everything. And so we'll have some interesting conversations because our careers kind of will like intertwine for a second sometimes. <laughs> so that's really cool. That is cool. I mean, so like, you know, with all of that you mentioned, I understand that there are some, you know, different strategies, different mindset things that you have to overcome in order to, you know, like you said, be the only man in the room or, you know, lean on your expertise a little bit more. Can you tell some of our audience members, you know, just like some of the tools that you use, um, you know, to just make sure that you're recognizing and addressing, you know, what those personal biases and and how they've tried to hinder your personal growth? You know, what what have you done in order to, you know, just not let it really, you know, I guess, impact you or stop you? Right. Um, so honestly, what I do is, I mean, every day I look at my skin, I look at past pictures of my skin when it was like real, real bad to remind myself, hey, you know what you're talking about. You know what you're here for. Um, your skin wouldn't have looked like this if you didn't know what you were doing. And so I use that to kind of apply some reassurance for myself. And I just use that to make sure I'm standing confident in every day that I go to work and everything. Um, Because, you know, some days you get people who are just, I mean, kind of ignorant and they're just like, what are you doing? And it's like, well, I, what do you mean what I'm doing? <laughs> and so I just make sure that, I mean, I document the good and the bad so that I can look back and be like, hey, if I ever get confused, I have documents uh, for myself, like a little diary saying, hey, Mm. Yeah. you're good at what you do. Keep on doing it. You know what Mm. I mean? And just kind of like. When people start talking, just whatever. All right, next. Yeah. That's that's such a resilience that, you know, that mindset that you have to have to just keep it, you know, as the next thing, always pushing through, having that personal growth, knowing that you see the changes in your own skin. So that also applies to, you know, your clients and the people who continue to, you know, seek you out. Um, so, you know, what you're saying has, has a lot of power, you know, but also that self-reflection, that, that self-awareness, I think is something that's really important. And a lot of times we don't really necessarily allow ourselves to, you know, see the small, the small wins that we accomplish Right. and um, Mm let that be what fuels us, you know? -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, th I think that that's, 
that's also, you know, like how you get over any type of personal biases, you know, so you're mm -hmm. someone who has to have like that, that bit of resilience. And sometimes I think it's, it's something that, you know, is built over time. It's not something that you have right away, you know, having a little bit of experience in the beauty industry and knowing that, you know, you have to pay your dues and all, and all of that. But at the same time, like, you know, that resilience is what will help to keep you having longevity in your career. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Do you feel like, um, Drew, people in your family have kind of pre prepared you for the resilience needed in this industry or in the healthcare industry, just kind of in general? Um, I actually do. Um, like, for example, actually, like when I was like 17, that's when I first started going bald. And so by the time I was 19, I had to shave my head and everything. Mm -hmm. And so getting into Essie school and being the only male esthetician in the room was not like my first time feeling like a little bit different. You know what I mean? Mm, yeah. um, and so I definitely have been prepared through like life experiences and everything just to understand when something is kind of like making you feel like you're being blocked or whatever, you keep on pressing through it. Right. So I see that you have, you know, some interest and love for different product lines. Um, you know, I've, I've noticed that you, you know, are someone who really just likes to dibble and dabble in all of the things that you're learning. Mm -hmm. So like, are there any key takeaways that you want like the listeners, mm -hmm. you know, to take away from your journey? Um, specifically, you know, estheticians who are starting out, who are trying to learn, you know, ways that they can, I guess, to diversify the things that they offer. What's what's your best advice when it comes to, you know, challenging those standards on, you know, how you can go about learning the things that you do? For new estheticians, I would say, I mean, the hardest thing when I was a new esthetician, like a fresh new esthetician, um, I think it was always just so much information at once. Um, and so sometimes it would feel like, I couldn't grasp a full knowledge on, I guess, like certain topics quick enough, um, or I couldn't like just be smart enough quick enough or smart enough quick enough. Um, and so I would say to new estheticians, really enjoy your time studying, um, really get into it, get interested in everything that you kind of put your hands on because you can have a, a positive effect on so many things that you really weren't thinking about. For instance, I got into this for skincare because I wanted to know how to take care of my skin. And when I started taking clients and everything, some people look at you as a therapist and not even really there for entirely their skin and everything. So true. So true. So true. Mm -hmm. People and are so, so you vulnerable. Really just, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And they need that and stuff. So, you know, just really be into what you're doing and stay available for people to vent to and stuff like that because you really never know how you can impact someone's life absolutely i think just yeah just speaking to how you were just feeling really overwhelmed in the beginning mm -hmm. and um i can totally relate to that i just want to kind of throw in just finding your pace yeah. finding your pace in this in this career so that you don't burn out mm. you know and you're just just really n preventing that burnout and finding your pace in in your specialty and finding your tribe because there are people who will suck you dry, you know, emotionally, mm -hmm. mentally, 
physically even, you know, and uh, yeah, finding your pace is is huge. But yeah, what do you feel like motivates you the most, Drew? So for me, initially, it really was um, I want to learn how to take care of my acne specifically. Um, and then it started growing into this feels so good to wake up and see improvement in my skin and love my skin. And that turned into I want to learn I want to learn how to deliver confidence into other people and stuff like that. And so I feel like now I just when I go to um to work to do facials and everything, um, I'm doing facials and I'm healing. And that's that's pretty much all I understand. Um, I just wake up to go help somebody out. And I feel good doing that, too. So that's how I maintain my career and everything, but then also help people. And it feels good, you know? Yeah. Do you feel like being a male esthetician that you want to grow your male clientele or is it pretty like neutral? So I think that I think right now I'm seeing I'm actually seeing more men take care of their skin um, mm -hmm. way more than I did a couple of years ago. And that's really exciting um, because I feel like I mean, self-care belongs to everybody you know what i mean yes, so it's like yes. you see so many people or so many men who are like oh i'm not doing that i'll just you know I don't, i'm not putting the lotion on my face and stuff like that and it's like well no like you can put lotion on your face <laughs> mm -hmm. please moisturize mm -hmm. your face please please <laughs> but i just i think it's really important for um i mean people to have a role model so i think it's yeah. nice when you see someone who looks like you who's taking care of themselves and you're like, oh, well, shoot, I want to take care of my skin. That's like this man mm -hmm. came in um, a couple of weeks ago and he told me, he was like, Mr. Drew, I want to look shiny like you. And no. I was like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> I'm telling you, like, representation you know, matters. It matters. And that's so wonderful to hear that, you know, people who see you can then, you know, give themselves permission to exactly. also, you know, do for themselves and not feel a certain kind of way. Like it's only for that person or this person like I don't deserve it like of course you do you you deserve to feel like you should take care of yourself as well of course yeah. and you can exactly yeah yeah I just want all my all my clients to feel empowered um and I don't want the male clients feeling like because they're a male they can't have a full regimen you can absolutely have a full regimen at nighttime at daytime mm-hmm I think that we have talked about a few things when it comes to like the stereotypes and the standards and different challenges that, um, you know, you've been able to just really, you know, stand in adversity with. I think that, you know, like some of the tools and some of the strategies that you mentioned that can that can really help people to understand, you know, how to navigate as a new esthetician or even seasoned veterans, you know, how to get your spark back. Um, I think this has just been such a great conversation on, you know, really like tangible ways for us all to stay tapped in. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I know that Nichelle has kind of been a mentor to you, Drew. Um, mm -hmm. just, just kind of in general, it doesn't have to be advice from Nichelle ne necessarily, but what is the best advice that you've ever received? Oh man. Oh my God. I was just talking about this the other day. Okay. So when I was in SD school, 
um, I actually heard this in like two different ways from two different people. My SC teacher told me, she was like, you have to look at balance when you're doing anything, when you're treating mm -hmm. people's skin, when you're living your life and everything. Um, and so she was like, you have to always kind of reflect on yourself, do a little check-in and re and not readjust, but reevaluate, reevaluate, yep, reevaluate yeah. your balance. Mm -hmm. Um, and that also was like how my mom would always tell me to chew the meat and spit the fat. Like when you're talking to people, when you're doing mm. things, stuff like that. And so you have to always make sure that like my mental health and my imbalance when I'm taking care of myself physically and stuff and my imbalance, uh, am I doing too much of one thing that's not having a good effect on myself? Mm -hmm. um, should I pay more attention to maybe the things that I'm eating or maybe the things that I'm doing um, and things like that, just to make sure we're handling mental health and stuff like that from all different perspectives. Absolutely. And, and, you know, so much of what we know of skin health being tied into lifestyle and, mm -hmm. uh, you know, what we're putting in our body, what kind of stress we're going through. Right. And so it just, that's a, that's a huge lesson in life, but also being a skin health professional, right. Because you can share that information, um, with your clients and, you know, evaluate your life. What, what kind of stress are you under right now? Um, so that's, that's so, so good. Such a big, valuable life lesson. I feel like it really is. Shout, shout out your mom. <laughs> I know, right? Like mom, mom is telling you the real deal that harmony yeah. in life is, is really where it's mm -hmm. at. And we're all trying to find that in some way or another. I feel like, yeah, absolutely. You've got to, um, just really keep balance of mind because I mean, stress is a silent killer. And mm -hmm. so you have to really mm -hmm. keep it where you can see it and where you can manage it, you know? Right. That's a really good place to leave off. I feel like, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, Drew share with our listeners where they can find you on uh, social media. Oh, you can go into Instagram and follow um, vanity aesthetics by Drew aesthetics with an E or a E with the E got it following you right now. Yep. And I follow all y'all guys, all y'all back too. Right on, right on. And you can find me, Alina, um, on Instagram at True Skin Lab. And you can find me, Nichelle Mosley underscore the Barrier Queen. Thank you all for listening. We'll catch you on the next episode. <laughs>